0: well to you all and welcome to another edition of the phmx d-backs podcast right here on phmx my name is derek montia occasionally known as lordis guriel jr jr that's what i'm going with with this outfit this man next to me of course is my vice mayor and your thunderstick, the one and only jesse friedman
1: Jesse, ski to you. Ski to you as well. There we
0: go. And uh we're we getting greedy on today's show. We're, about- get,
1: we're getting a little greedy. Okay. And uh yes, we are going to talk about whether the Diamondbacks could trade for a noteworthy starting pitcher. Let's go. Whether the degree of realism on this show might be a little bit—it's going to be lesser off the than normal. But um, I'm sure you're going to hate. This. We're also we're also going to separate Dbacks DH targets into tiers, which is something we've wanted to do for a while. Uh, we're of course expecting the Diamondbacks to still make an addition in that regard. And uh, Derek is dressed up as Lordis Guriel from Last Christmas. Yeah. L- right? First
0: of all, there's something I need to address here. Um, This is the image that uh, I'm replicating here a little bit. Here's Lourdes with his absolutely gorgeous family um, wearing the exact same holiday toucan jacket that I'm wearing. Now, uh, to address the elephant in the room when it comes to where I got this jacket from, Mm. first, that's none of your business. Second, I just wanted to confirm, I, in fact, have had this jacket for longer than Lourdes Guriel Jr. has been a part of this team. This has been... Uh, wow. This, this has been hanging in my closet for a minute and I'm just proud that me and my purple hair twin both have the same exquisite taste in holiday dress wear, if you will, holiday formal wear.
1: Your purple hair today, however, is very fake. So. I mean, th- you don't have to be pulling the curtain back too far, Jesse. By <laughs> God, I mean, yeah. he has a D backs logo <laughs> on it, Derek.
0: <laughs> That's fine. It's fine. Uh, ski to Connor in the chat. Great to see you. Uh, great to see all of you. Uh, Chief Crazy Buffalo already here with the hot. Let's trade Paven Smith for anything takes. I'm okay with that. But uh, it, so to just just so that Jesse can feel at comfort a little bit, we will talk about actual facts here first before we get into ranking DHS and talking about crazy trades for starting pitchers. Uh, And one of those facts is, is that a guy we were looking at as a potential target for the snakes is now off the board. Tom Murphy went to the giants on a two year, $8 million deal, which seems a little frustrating Jesse, because two years, 8 million seemed like that would have been a, a quite the steal for Tom Murphy, who, as we talked about in the past might've been a good option for them, both at DH and as a backup catcher.
1: Yeah, I guess the deal can max out at 12 million Um, so there's, there's also a 2026 club option in here. So, uh, yeah, but it, yeah, it's, it's a very reasonable contract for sure. And, and for a guy that we talked about would make some sense on, on the diamondbacks for sure. Right. Tom Murphy, uh, you know, his numbers while he was on the field in 2023 with the Seattle Mariners, very, very impressive. And he kind of looked like maybe an ideal candidate for the D-backs as someone who could DH a little bit, who could also serve as that backup catcher behind Gabriel Moreno that we know the Diamondbacks are are looking for. Um, but yeah, they're apparently going a, going a different direction. And, and Tom Murphy is heading to San Francisco to be the backup catcher for... One Patrick, Patrick Bailey, Bailey, another one of the you know exciting young catchers in in this game, and Jack Summers in the chat is he says his soul is crushed. Same, same at, Jack. At Tom Murphy signing well, elsewhere. It, it's not just <laughs> it, it. It crushes my soul because I feel like
0: that was actually the deal that the Diamondbacks were looking for somebody that they could have signed to a a, a four million dollar a year deal that would yeah. have would have solved potentially two of their needs. You know, right now, maybe maybe they're swinging for the fences and and maybe. Tom Murphy is maybe it's below what the Diamondbacks are. are looking to add.
1: Yeah, I think that's probably what you have to hope here. If you're a D-backs fan, uh, we don't know exactly how much money they have left to spend. But I think we feel pretty confident that they can spend four million dollars, uh, which is, you know, roughly what what Murphy will make in 2024. So, yeah, maybe the D-backs are, are shooting higher than this. And, you know, we're going to talk about some guys uh here momentarily that that will cost a little bit more than that and we're gonna kind of rank where uh you know where, where, where they fall where, where they we, where we we
2: they, think fall. they fall
0: yeah but speaking of spending uh, a lot of money Yamamoto and and the Yamamoto sweepstakes is kind of heating up uh right now the Yankees have kind of emerged as a favorite potentially uh, and since that's the best case scenario for us of course that means he is in fact going to land with the Dodgers. Am I right? Correct. That's what, yes, because going to the Yankees again, just (laughs) takes (laughs) him completely, just like I wanted with Otani to just kind of be out of our atmosphere as much as possible. Uh, Yamamoto going to the Yankees would take him considerably away from any concerns the Diamondbacks had about facing him regularly. Uh, and then, you know, again, for him, for his talent, it would be great to not have him, uh, be part of the Dodgers starting lineup or starting rotation. I should say,
1: yeah, it it does seem like he will will be a Yankee. That's certainly just looking at the reports out there. And things crossed. seem to be trending in that in that direction. And and uh, as we've talked about before, the Yankees have been pretty aggressive this offseason in chasing after some yeah. of these guys. And I'm a little terrified personally to yeah. know what Yamamoto is going to get. because
0: they're they're saying
1: it's over 300 million for sure yeah it might start with a three and then you've got the posting fees on top of that (sighs) like this is a guy that when free agency started i think we all had maybe 200 million dollars maybe even including the posting fees in our heads Mm -hmm. at least that's what i had in my head yeah now we're talking about like maybe 400 million dollars including posting (sighs) fees for for yamamoto i guess that's what happens when you have a guy He was 25 years old who projects as a, you know, a frontline starting pitcher that those guys don't really hit free agency very often. So I guess this is just the result of that. And that makes sense. But it also just comes with
0: that caveat, that risk that he's never pitched in in the United States yes. and major league baseball before. Uh, it still seems outrageous. It's Thanks. just outrageous. That's what's that's the outrageous part like when you're proven in this league then it's different, right? And it's not to say, you know like we said, I feel like that entire stigma is kind of done as far as thinking players that played either in Japan or in Korea aren't on the same level as here in the United States because as we've seen they've produced some incredible athletes and it's becoming more frequent now that those guys are making that jump from Korea, from, you know, J- Japan over here to the United States, even, even in the cases, you know, like we kind of saw this with guys coming out of, um, you know, Latin America and, and the Caribbean. And we have for years in baseball, right? It's, it's these guys that kind of emerge, uh, they're young, they're, they're from a different country and teams are willing to take a huge risk on them. But this is possibly one of the biggest. I mean, at one point yeah. we were talking about, you see Puig's deal being one of like the most, Kind of crazy deals to bring over some guy that that was from a different country, including all of the posting fees and everything that you had to pay uh, in regards to that. Um, but this is uh, this this is this is big. And I think, again, whether it's a colossal failure or success, I would much rather see it happen in the AL East than potentially having it be just a huge when And I mean, obviously, next year, that would be crazy if he was on the Dodgers. But could you imagine if he is as good as as people think he's going to be? And then you have him in a starting rotation along with Shohei Otani on the Dodgers. That just makes me sick. So, yes, please go to yeah. the Yankees.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Dodgers, twenty if they got Yamamoto, the Dodgers 2025 rotation would just, <laughs> just be ridiculous. I don't want to talk right? about Right? I that. mean, Yamamoto... Walker Buehler, <laughs> Shohei Otani, up, and Tyler Glass. Now <laughs> no, that seems a little <laughs> a little much. It's unfair. Which is unfair. why I mean the Dodgers do not often spend at the very very top of the market. Obviously, it did with Shohei Otani. That was a bit of an exception. But that but, was also an except uh, a, a,
0: a history making yes. deferred payment situation yes, where that was also that probably factored into how much money they were going to give him as well.
1: Sure. Yeah. Um, so I, I still I still don't think I, I still would be surprised if the Dodgers landed Yamamoto when all is said and done it. They just don't seem like the team that would that would decide to fork over this much money for a player who's so unproven. It doesn't feel Dodgers esque to me from what we've seen from that front office over the last few years. But um, yeah, I guess we'll I guess we'll find out
0: another huge deal that could happen is Cody Bellinger
1: landing somewhere.
0: Uh, and according to reports, he's seeking Two hundred million plus. Is Cody Bellinger going to get over two hundred million dollars, Jesse?
1: You know he wants it. Uh, There's no, (laughs) there's no question about that. I also want to be paid two hundred million dollars. There are many things that 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 we want in life. Uh, David, I want two (laughs) hundred (laughs) million. Done. All right, that boy. I, I would be. I think it'll be a little bit less than two hundred. Is is my my gut feeling on this, Mm -hmm. Cody Bellinger? You know the surface numbers make you think like, yeah, he probably should get three hundred million dollars, right? Yeah. Cody Bellinger's twenty eight years old. You look at his numbers in twenty twenty three at three hundred seven, three fifty six, five twenty five. That's an eight eighty one OPS. He can play solid defense in center field. He hit twenty six homers. He stole twenty bases. Like, yeah, that's a that's a two hundred million dollar player at least at age twenty eight. But again, I know we've talked about this before. If you look at some of the underlying numbers with Cody Bellinger, there are some reasons to be concerned that the uh, breakout season that we saw in 2023, not that it was all smoke and mirrors, but that it wasn't quite what it maybe looks like in, in the box score. And at this point, every front office is very much keyed into that there's there's no front office that's not looking at those numbers and doesn't have a sense of like okay we should read beyond the 307 batting average and you know the 525 slug if you look at some of the hard hit numbers for cody Bellinger, they are not that of an elite level hitter they're that of a good hitter but they're not that of an elite level hitter so um yeah, my guess is under 200 million when all is said and done, but I wouldn't be surprised given the the craziness of this market. It wouldn't it wouldn't shock me if it wound up a little bit north of that.
0: Uh the Arizona Diamondbacks as many of you know, bring back Lourdes Gurriel Jr. That's the their latest move at least. We're still waiting for that. That's still not official, right? But that is going to be once we see it from the team, that's official. Yeah,
1: it hasn't. It has yet to be made. It has yet to be made official.
0: But everybody's so talking. We'll
1: everybody's talking about. It. it seems like a
0: good move by the snakes. But uh, another potential guy they could be bring back. We've talked about it just a little bit. I think we maybe even talked about it more in our YouTube comments. But uh, that's bringing back Tommy Pham. And we know at times Tommy Pham didn't put up the best numbers with this team. Uh, he, and and it's not to say he's not capable of being at his best again next season. But Tommy Pham really is a, a vibes guy, right? Like there's just something about bringing back a guy like Tommy Pham that, again, much like much like what we're talking about, that you're getting uh, as, as kind of a, an un, I, I guess, uh, uncalculable uh dynamic with gino coming over from the seattle mariners we've heard he's just such a great locker room guy and, and same thing with lourdes we know a lot of guys like lourdes he seems to keep things light and have a lot of fun uh we know tommy Pham had quite an impact on on his teammates and just on the attitude of his team it felt like this team kind of yeah. got a bit of a chip on their shoulder when they got tommy over here and i i don't think that even I, even those numbers you know, his OPS plus and things like that with this team weren't great at times. I do think that there's a lot of benefits bringing him back
1: for sure. Yeah. And, and I think this just goes back to how much money the diamondbacks have to spend, what they're willing to throw in on, on a DH. There is a world in which Tommy fam is, you know, the, the highest that you can shoot as far as that position goes. And that's pretty good. Like Tommy fam was a better hitter than what the Diamondbacks would have in that spot otherwise he's a clear improvement over the other options in that DH slot right now assuming that Lordis plays left field every day um so yeah it, it would it would certainly still make sense would the Diamondbacks like to aim a little higher than that i imagine they would and i'm sure that fans maybe feel the same way but yeah i think Tommy Pham kind of endeared himself to uh you know not only his teammates but also the fan base a little bit that you know he is He is a little bit of a peculiar personality at times Uh, talking with Tommy Pham in the clubhouse. You never you never quite know um, exactly what you're going to get. But he you know, he's insightful and and he clearly has developed leadership qualities kind of in his own way. And from everything that we can tell Diamondbacks, you know, his teammates certainly enjoyed having him around. So, um, yeah, I I think it could make some sense, even though it's not. It's not really an ideal option on, right. on paper.
0: And I don't think that he's the best option if that's who they're bringing back as a DH. Uh, and Jack Summers, again, uh, very timely with his comments here. He says, fam abysmal is DH, 152, and low 500's OPS, and that's definitely a good reason not to look to fam for your your to solve your DH issue, for sure. Uh, I feel like that would be more bringing Tommy fam just kind of to mix in with the outfield to like, yeah, he would DH at times, but if they I don't get an actual would, true yeah. DH, they're not going to have one guy have that spot anyway. I mean, it it does, it, it does bring back a piece of your team that was valuable at times, but yeah, Jack's right. Um, if that's who you're relying on uh, for your DH, then <clears throat> that's definitely not an improvement from last year. And I know that that's what the Diamondbacks are looking to do. So, in 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 the spirit of that, we are going to go ahead and rank the available free agent designated hitters on the market right now, uh, based on our our favorite thing. The the s are we calling this the S tier? It's the S tier. It's the it's. it's I mean, the S tier
1: is just the top. It's tier. the tier,
0: it's a tier maker system. So here, yes. we're we're gonna take a look here at the tier maker and decide on which of the free agents on the market uh, at designated hitter we would rank. At these different tiers here, so Jesse, do we want to start at the bottom? Do we want to start at the top? What What are you thinking here?
1: I guess we maybe we just go left to right with the players with the players at the bottom. Okay, Um, and we just kind of go one by one. All right. So at the far left, we have one Adam Duvall, who I'm not totally. I I was a little hesitant to even include him here because I think he's more. He was more of a outfield solution than a DH solution. He still has some defensive value, so. I'm not sure that it would make sense to bring him in when you already have coverage in the outfield and you don't necessarily need someone who plays outfield. Um, But I guess you can never have too much depth in that regard. Having someone who can do that as well.
0: Tori loves depth. He loves giving guys days off. He loves loves never using the same starting lineup two days in a row. That's for sure. Uh, So I think that that value that you're talking about kind of wouldn't wouldn't that give him a little bit more value here as a, as a DH due to his versatility because yeah. he's not going to be
1: just a DH? The Diamondbacks, I, I talked with Mike Hazen about this at the winter meetings, uh, something he said a couple of times. In a DH, they would like to have someone who has the ability to give them some coverage in the field. It's not a necessity. Mike said it is not a deal breaker, but it is something that they would like. And outfield and first base are the specific positions that he pointed to. Um, and I imagine catcher and you know, maybe there's a world in which uh, you know We're gonna talk about Mitch Garver in a second You know if you get a DH you can give you some coverage there that could be that could be helpful as well um, So what are we what are we feeling here? What are we feeling here with with Adam Duvall there?
0: I am taking a look at Adam Duvall's numbers. He had some pretty good numbers last year He hit he slashed 247 303 531 with 21 home runs and 58 RBI and you know, didn't didn't play that much to put up those kind of numbers, but uh, he's 35 years old. So I feel like if we're talking about uh, age impacting it and maybe impacting the deal, I I'd, uh, I'd probably put him at at a B tier here, and I think that's just due to the versatility and again achieving that goal that Mike Hazen could be seeking of of having a guy that not just play, not only plays DH but can also back them up in the outfield.
1: I OK, um, I would maybe I would maybe lean towards C on Adam Duvall. OK, uh, that's just, I'm you know, thinking C as well. C. Damon yeah. says C. Yeah, we'll go with C, I guess. Um, oh, he had a 119 OPS plus in 2023, which is quite good. Yeah, I think some of the expected numbers were, were a step below that. Um, but he's 35 years old and he's kind of had some ups and downs. Correct. 2023 was a was a really good season for him. But you look before that and he hasn't really been that guy super consistently so 109 OPS plus over the last three seasons yeah which so tells a little bit
0: more about about him over over that that span rather than just last year's numbers right uh or, I think it's
1: actually I think oh, it's sorry, 103. 103, 103 yeah I think OPS it's 103 yeah so yeah 103 OPS plus over the last few seasons he's he's shown himself to be a slightly above average hitter um I'm not sure you want to expect much more than that he I think he's kind of similar to Tommy Pham in some ways so We'll we'll go with uh, we'll go with C on Adam Duvall. Uh
0: Mitch Garver is next there on the list. And uh again, Mitch Garver, there's a lot of things to like about Mitch Garver when it comes to uh again his versatility and trying to fill that role that the Diamondbacks are looking for. Uh he could be a backup catcher to Gabby as well as fill that DH hole. Uh, and he had some pretty damn good numbers himself last year and has continued to do so over the last few seasons. Damon wants Mitch Garver an S. Oh, uh, no, that's I've been warming up to that.
2: Mitch Garver, but I'm fine with A.
0: We're not doing A either. We're not doing what? A. Either. We're not doing A. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right,
1: Derek. You want to you want to put him in in D? Yeah. yeah is that what is that what you yes, think?
0: Let's let's You think let's that little of Mitch Garver? Garver? Let's do him in D. No, no, he had a 270 uh batting average are last you crazy? year. 270, 370,
2: 500. <laughs> you are you crazy? You wanted him in S, Damon. He's the, Wake he's up. the third best player on this list. Hmm maybe fourth, depending on how Hoskins Mm. comes back. The the durability is a a big question
1: with Mitch Garver. So is it with Solaire, though? Yeah, I mean, there are durability questions with With a number of these guys. I mean, (laughs) some of them are are (laughs) basically... Justin Turner's going to be 40 before this
0: (laughs) contract's up.
1: (laughs) So I I feel good about putting Mitch Garver in the A tier, I think. Um, S tier feels a little much, just given that There are such durability questions here. Mitch Garver, if you look at his past few seasons, it's not just that, you know, in in, uh, 2023, he had trouble staying on the field. That's kind of been a thing for him every just about every season in the big leagues. He played 87 games this year. He played 54 in 2022. He played 68 in 2021. He has never played more than 102 games in his major league career. Uh, And, you know, maybe just moving him to full-time DH where he doesn't have to worry about catching at all, maybe that helps, but part of his value also would probably be being able to contribute on on the catching side of things, so... They wouldn't. They wouldn't move him. I don't think they'd move any player to full time DH. Like, well, there are some guys on this list. That's true. Justin Turner again. Justin Turner again. is not. You don't want JD Martinez roaming around the outfield. That's very true.
0: Earlier, Uh, and and for that reason, that gives Mitch Garber definitely the edge as far as you know uh, versatility, right? Like that being able to be that backup catcher. So. I'll allow it to go. You'll, from you'll B allow to him A, to be in the A tier, but you guys are ridiculous. S <laughs> tier shit here. Um, all right, then what else? Who else is next there?
1: Uh, we have looks like Reese Hoskins oh, next Reese on Hoskins. the list.
0: Uh, interesting, considering Reese Hoskins missed all of last season. Yes, uh, but outside of that, uh, he has been an incredibly good player uh, in baseball, and I think that again, maybe that absence is 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 why you know you don't think of him as often but Reese uh, at 30 years old still has a lot left in the tank.
1: Yeah, I mean you you think so, you hope so, you hope right? So. Uh yeah. I mean he was out for the entire 2023 season as you said, so there is some, you know, there's some lack of assurance here for sure, but I I am pretty in on Reese, on Reese Hoskins I would say. Uh I think that He's been a very consistent hitter in the majors. He's yeah. been a good hitter every single season and not just not just good, like a little above average good, but good, like pretty, like a middle of the lineup type hitter good. Uh, in his last full season, 2022, he hit 246, 332, 462, 30 homers. That was in almost 700 played appearances and OPS plus of 123. His OPS plus uh, over his past three seasons that he's played is 127, also a really good number. I'm feeling A or maybe B. I could go either way on this one.
0: I would go I would lean towards B. Um but the only reason why is again because of the unknown and not Fair knowing enough. uh how he's going to perform after you know missing all of last season. Baseball's just a fickle game like that. You can never know if a guy is going to be the same player he was. The one thing he definitely has going for him though throughout his career is consistency. I feel like if, if the Diamond Bat and, and, and he's had power, he I mean, 30 home runs and 79 RBI in uh, 672 plate appearances is 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 nothing to sneeze at. Right. No. But that's that's right on par with Christian Walker. I feel like the bigger thing here, though, is is his consistency. And I don't know if the Diamondbacks have a bat as consistent as he's shown to have in the past. So but yeah, I'm, I'm down with the B tier for that one. I'll allow it. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right. Uh, S moving on. Just J.D. Martinez. J.D. S Martinez tier, S goes tier. straight to S. I, what are we doing? If he's not, what are we doing here? I yeah. mean, in 479 plate appearances. The man had 33 home runs and 103 RBI. And it felt like the Dodgers didn't didn't even need that production from him. It felt like it was just a casual year of hitting 100 RBI and 33 home runs in 479 plate appearances. The man's a beast. I think again, yeah, you you, you address the only concern. I think is that that's all you're getting out of him. You are literally right. just getting a designated hitter. But I don't care. I want him.
1: Yeah, I feel like the the vibes the vibes would just be so good. The, if the Diamondbacks landed JD Martinez. And I, I think that's what. I think that's what puts him into the S tier for me. I'm I'm cool with him being in the S tier. Uh, 134 OPS plus in 2023. That's God. as good as anyone on this list. Mitch Garver did actually tie that. He True. was also at 134. True. This past season, uh, <laughs> he he, he oh, was more efficient
0: and less played appearances, but he didn't have anywhere close to the RBIs and and home
1: runs. But again, RBI, Mitch Garver didn't. Yeah, Mitch RBI. Garver didn't play as many games. Like JD Martinez missed some time. Uh, but yeah, as you said, I mean even with even with missing almost 50 games, he was still pretty darn productive and had an OPS right around 900. That's a pretty perfect bat to put in the middle of the lineup. There are some weird things happening over at Steamer uh, on Fangraphs. You know, they have their their little projection system thing. And they think that JD Martinez is going to be a very mediocre hitter in 2024, which I don't really understand. I think it's a 106 WRC+. plus that it projects for Martinez in 2024 hmm. which i find to be quite bizarre uh, i guess it maybe it has to do with Martinez's strikeout rate which we've talked about before mm. it's quite high in mm. in this past season but yeah i'm o- i'm okay putting Martinez in the S tier there are some questions as he continues to age but the vibes would be too immaculate to not put him there thank Derek you
2: Derek when was the last time that you uh, t- turned off the lights and pulled up JD Martinez's baseball savant page <laughs>
0: What time is it right now?
2: One twenty-seven.
0: So about four and a half hours. <laughs> I don't. I don't see the problem here. I don't understand why you're even asking me this question. <laughs> you guys know. Uh, it's hard. It's hard not to be a Diamondbacks fan and still remember that magical half a season we had of J.D. Martinez. So. Uh, like Jesse said, the vibes are just off the charts it, it, with with JD
1: coming back to the Diamondbacks. All right. Well, speaking of S tier guys, we have Andrew McCutcheon. Don't up you dare. next.
0: Don't you absolutely <laughs> not? Don't you dare? I don't even know why he's on this list. What are we doing? Here? <laughs>
1: Yeah, maybe Andrew McCutcheon doesn't belong in in S tier. Um, I <laughs> I get the sense that he's probably just gonna go back to the Pirates because it's sort of the that's riding the- off into the sunset yeah. with the team you started with. All the all the all the good storyline vibes, we get it. Um, but we did talk about him on this show as someone that would fit would fit reasonably well if he were willing to come to a team like the Diamondbacks. Uh, we talked up his 378 on base percentage and the fact that that's pretty cool and no one else on this list had an on base percentage that high, although uh Mitch Garver did get pretty close. Uh shout out Damon. But uh <laughs> but yeah, I I think that we can't put we can't put McCutchen beer higher. Uh he clearly at this stage of his career being 39 years old, I mean you know, impressive what he's able to do at this age. But moving forward, he is pretty much a, a DH at this point. And, you know, it kind of feels like the wheels could come off at any point with a guy like this. So, Derek, I guess I'm leaving you the choice between C or D. Where, where do we want to put Andrew McCutcheon?
0: I, I'm going D just because I think the thing you said made the most sense is that he's not leaving Pittsburgh. Like, I don't think anybody's going to value him the way the pirates are for him to come back and finish his season there it's more of a of a story it's more of a of a, of a good good feeling and i mean the pirates are a young exciting team that they they showed some promise last year so they're not exactly in the in the area of like oh hey let's just do something for the memories but you know he still has value and he still has been yeah. able to play the game at a high level so it's not to say like you're throwing it away it just this this kind of is why I was surprised the Diamondbacks re-signed Lourdes Gurriel was the opposite, right? It's like, I, I thought the Diamondbacks valued Lourdes, but I also thought some other team would value him just more based on those, not not the in-depth stats, but the, the big things, you know, the all-star appearance, making it to the World Series, everything sure. he did. Like, I just felt like this would be one of those guys that, you know that, that someone would have overpaid for. Luckily, the Diamondbacks brought him back, and it wasn't too unreasonable for them to bring him back. with With McCutcheon, I just it's it's the opposite with the home team. Like it, I just feel like he means more to the Pirates than he's going to end up meaning. To another team at this stage in his career. Like you said, 39 years old, still good OPS plus 113. Yeah,
1: 113 season. OPS plus. Like, shout out Andrew McCutcheon, mad respect for, for what sure. he's for what he's been able to do at this stage in his career. He doesn't like ever chase pitches out of the zone. His plate discipline is is immaculate. And that's that's the really the way that he's able to do what he does. But yeah, for the D backs, you know, I I don't think McCutcheon is really gonna want to go anywhere outside of Pittsburgh and uh, for the dbacks they might they might want someone a little more reliable you well.
2: know who else has a great chase rate right, Jesse
1: who we who are we talking about Mitch carver ninety uh, eighth
2: percentile yeah no big deal there you go <sighs> why
1: don't you just marry Mitch
0: Carver already <laughs> all right I'm
2: odd
0: Just go marry
2: him who else we got
0: <laughs> he was on the rangers you guys are Stabbed me in the back. Tommy Pham in a Mets jersey? We couldn't have found Tommy <laughs> Pham in a Diamondbacks jersey? What
2: the hell, David? ESPN <laughs> didn't update his uh, headshot, so we we got what we got.
0: All right. Well, I think uh, Jack Summers' uh, message earlier conveys my similar feeling. I, I, I would like Tommy Pham back, but just not as a DH, and I think that his numbers don't really warrant him playing DH, but he still had – Pretty good, you know, decent numbers, 111 OPS plus last year. He slashed 256, 328, 446 with 16 home runs, 68 RBI, (laughs) one short of being nice, Uh, and 481 plate appearances. Uh, Last three seasons, though, he's been a league average player, literally 100, 100 OPS plus.
1: Yeah. Yeah, this feels like a probably a C to me fits fits in that Adam Duvall tier agreed uh, I think pretty clearly below Reese Hoskins who we have in B Mitch Garver who we have in A and JD Martinez who we have in S Yeah, um, but,
0: but definitely an advantage here to the Diamondbacks bringing him back again similar to yeah the unspoken advantage of Lord is coming back which is just being part of the team you know there's something to be said about bringing back pieces of this team that made it as far as they did last year and 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 having that cohesion as a as a unit Connected team's a dangerous team. I don't know if you've ever heard that um, quote before, but
1: it's a favorite quote of mine. I feel like it's disrespectful for us to have Andrew McCutcheon on this list, but not Joey Votto. I know that their their, their 2023 seasons were kind of in different places. I was specifically looking at right-handed hitters because it seems like that's the more likely route. But uh, shout out Joey Votto, although he would probably be—if we had an F-tier— Joey Votto might be in the F wow. tier. The disrespect. <laughs> the, the, the those, disrespect. Those numbers in 2023 were pretty rough, <laughs> yeah. even though obviously the the person the you know is someone. As far as clubhouse guys, I don't know if you can do much better than that. Yeah, no, you're right about that. But uh, we got three more names on
0: the board. Uh, the next one, Jorge Soler, I believe, is next up. And man, what a what a big addition he would still be at this point for this team. I'm not, I'm not sure. I, I like someone else asked earlier. If the Diamondbacks were out of the Yamamoto sweepstakes, yes, they absolutely are. But I that would be a plot
1: twist. That would be a
0: plot twist. But I kind of think, um, you know, honestly, what they did with Lourdes does take them out of uh, like potentially trading for Randy Rosarina or some of those other things we talked about. Jorge, Jorge Soler could be um, still an option for them. I don't feel like he's yeah. that 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 out of out of range, and his numbers last year weren't exactly. Uh, fantastic, right? I mean, he had he had he had some pow- the power though. Pretty good. What, they were the pretty good. Is what we're looking for there, right? But I mean, yeah, Jorge uh, again is, is that power bat that the Diamondbacks can absolutely
1: be looking to add into the middle of their lineup. Feels like a B to me. Uh, yeah. uh, Two fifty, three forty one, five twelve, solid slash line in twenty twenty three. is thirty one years old. Uh, probably looking at a three year deal here, a little longer than most other guys on this list. He did hit 36 dingers in 2023, a 128 OPS plus, but he's been pretty inconsistent. That's the main, <laughs> that's the main knock here for me. Uh, why I wouldn't put him higher, even though his 2023 numbers were pretty high. Uh, so I'd, yeah, I'd stick him in, in that B tier.
2: We think B seriously, I was thinking a for Soler.
1: It's just it's just a consistency thing his over his last three seasons his OPS plus is only 109. It's actually not it's actually not that good. Uh, He was traded from the Royals to the Braves I believe in 2022. And he was not at all good for the Royals, but the moment he arrived in Atlanta, he suddenly was very good. And the season prior to that, uh, he was not a productive... Uh, he, or, sorry, I'm getting that mixed up. So 2021 was the year where he was with the Royals, traded to the Braves, was not good with the Royals, was very good with the Braves, overall was basically league average. And then in 2022, he had a 95 OPS plus. He was a below average hitter. So... There's just some consistency questions here for me. Um, that's why, yeah, I, I think Mitch Garver has some consistency questions too, but I, I think I would probably lean toward putting Soler in the B tier.
2: Some injury concerns as well.
1: Yeah, that too.
2: B is our, uh, our injury our injury, tier, tier. the injury yeah. bucket. Yeah. The, sure. incons-
0: the, incons- <laughs> the We don't know what we're going to get out of you, but we think you could still hit.
2: <laughs> I'm not quite
1: sure how Mitch Garver escaped the injury bucket, but <laughs> it's because <laughs> it <laughs> doesn't feel right. That's that's doesn't feel <laughs> right. back here, James, the
0: ones on the one and twos over there. I am.
2: I'm God.
1: <laughs> All right. All right. We're almost there. Justin Turner. What
2: we got do Justin we, what Turner. Think? Oh, this one's rough.
0: Justin Turner, um, I don't mean to be ageist, but that immediately has to impact (laughs) 39 years old. The wheels have to fall off at some point here. I could speak from experience on that, but uh, still putting up just incredible numbers for being the oldest guy on this list. He hit 276, 345, 455 last year in 23 home runs uh, with 23 home runs, 96 RBI. Uh, and he played a lot, 626 plate appearances. So, you know, I know that's uh, the the OPS plus, 114 OPS plus last year, 118 OPS plus over the last three seasons. So you kind of know what you're getting out of him. Uh, you might be regressing a little bit, but obviously I think a big benefit here is that Justin Turner is probably going to be on a short-term deal and most likely isn't going to cost you nearly as much as a JD Martinez, but I still feel like his name, Is is, you know is his career? You're paying for experience there. You're paying for a lot. I I think that that he's still going to get more money than potentially a 40 year old DH deserves at this
1: point. Uh, Plus, he's going to get a lot of money there, right? From the from the Boston Red Sox. Still, that's still crazy to me. Yeah, yeah. The Red Sox are going to pay him like almost seven million dollars to play somewhere else. Um, feels like a B tier guy. Yeah, it feels like a B to me. Although I I do think like Solaire and Hoskins also being in that B tier, those guys I would expect to be better hitters probably than in twenty twenty four than than Turner. But sure. yeah, Turner I think is a step up over you know Tommy Pham, Adam Duvall in that in that tier below. So yeah, let's go Justin Turner and B. Uh, And then to finish things off, we have someone uh, who we haven't talked about at all on this show. It is Eloy Jimenez, who is a a last minute addition to uh, to our tier list here. Someone I decided to throw in Uh, a guy who makes probably more money than he should as a member of the Chicago White Sox and someone that I think could be available in a trade where maybe the White Sox pick up a little bit of his salary. The D-backs send over a prospect or two. Um, someone where the acquisition cost I don't think is super high. And he has had some pretty good seasons recently. 2023 wasn't great. He hit 272, 317, 441, uh, a 104 OPS plus. So just a little bit above average. But over the last three seasons, that number is 114. He was exceptionally good when he was on the field in 2022. So yeah, a guy that, uh, on the trade market that I think is at least worth, worth considering here. 27 years old. Feels a bit like Jorge
0: Soler with the Royals and what you were describing, right? Where like it feels like he could go somewhere else that maybe coached him a bit better, maybe that he cared a bit better. I know that the White Sox organization was all over the place last season. So, I mean, I can understand players being a little checked out, a little disinterested, you know, not playing their best baseball
1: yeah i still feel like they're like uh-oh <laughs> <laughs> we, we talk about a member of the white oh show. Uh,
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> he says do it he says take him off our hands <laughs> oh man i still remember seeing him for the first time in a spring training game and my god did he hit the ball harder than i think i've ever seen any human being
1: yeah ever hit the ball before yeah. jesse <laughs> like he was a monster in spring training he's one of those guys who got an extension before he played a game in the big leagues, uh, so this contract, which now like it's not awful, but it it he, I wouldn't say he's really lived up to it. He was like a basically a replacement level player in 2023. If you play him in the outfield, he doesn't provide a whole lot of value. Yeah. Probably best served as a DH. Um, but yeah, there is some ceiling here. Uh, there is a, I mean, we've seen Eloy Jimenez have seasons where he was very, very, very good. So you're kind of just hoping that, you know, you trade away a couple prospects, you maybe get the White Sox to take a portion of the salary and you're hoping you kind of catch lightning in a bottle and get one of those really good seasons from Eloy Jimenez when he's still pretty young. I mean, 27 years old, he's still... Uh, you know, he's he's a lot younger than a lot of other guys on that yeah. on this list. That's yeah.
0: for sure. And I think that's the big thing is he fits the timeline. And if they're going to go out and sign one of these guys to a a, a multi-year deal or trade for him and, and, you know, have somebody have a multi-year deal that he would make a lot of sense. But we still don't know what we're going to get out of him. There's a lot of questions there. Uh, and again, last season, a 104 OPS plus definitely isn't worth the money. That he is getting paid, so I I don't know necessarily if that's a reflection of the player that he is going to be uh, or could potentially be with a different team, but I think there's a lot of potential there. Are, are we going C tier here? Are we going B tier? I mean he seems pretty young and
1: talented to put yeah. below. B B no. No. Can't C. be B. Yeah, I C? think it I think it's probably C. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I think. Which I feel really I feel like we're just totally disrespecting Andrew McCutcheon by <laughs> putting we him are. down there when we absolutely he had a, are. Definitely You're all had a by better yourself. season than some of these other guys. Do we want
0: to move Tommy down there just so he's not lonely? <laughs> You know what, Damon? Do it. Move Tommy down there. Sorry,
1: Tommy. Sorry, Tommy. <laughs> no, you're disrespecting Tommy. I, Sam. I, I, know I put him down and, there and too.
0: That's a man you do not disrespect. We know that based on history, but I just didn't. Per want Jason Mackey
2: the Pirates just re-signed Andrew McCutcheon five minutes ago. <laughs> wow! We did it, Jesse! <laughs> we figured <that. laughs> One year, five million for Andrew McCutcheon. Yep, yep. Take him All off right, the board. So I guess we do we take we him We just off take the him off board, the board,
0: then? delete him, he's gone. Can we delete
1: him? No, he has to stay there <laughs> he's, now. He's stuck. Sorry. You're right. part- let's, let's move, I feel like we have to move Tommy Fan back up. That's fine. Because Andrew McCutcheon has his partner, Yeah, you know, yeah, he's back it. with the Pirates, yeah, he's no. home, yeah. he's not lonely. No, we'll put him on C. Yeah, we'll put Tommy we fan yeah. back up to C. There we go. All right. All right, so I guess we just don't have anyone in the D tier. Cuz we're nice guys. We're, we're nice good guys, guys
0: Jesse. We try not to hurt people's feelings. Right? Does that feel good? I mean, we we try. We do try know? to I try to hurt your feelings every single day. We know that for a fact, but <laughs> Uh interested to see which of these guys the Diamondbacks go after. it. Of course, we know that the right answer here is JD Martinez, so let's just get that deal done uh today. That would be great. We'll do emergency pod if, if that could happen. We'll appreciate that. Um, speaking of emergency pods and all sorts of wonderful transactions, make sure to check out our friends at Desert Financial Credit Union uh, for all for first of all they are are they are the kings of our transactions uh, and they for more than eighty four years have been uh, Arizona's largest most trusted local credit union dedicated to creating exceptional experiences by giving back to the community. And to their customers, of course, uh, they got me started on my home ownership journey, and they can get you started as well. Look to Desert Financial for checking and savings accounts, mortgages, loans, credit cards, investment options, and more. When you open a free checking account online right now, you can get $200 in bonuses. Get started by visiting desertfinancial.com slash 200. Let's see. Jack says, what about zagging and sign a lefty with powdered power jock peterson yeah i thought about the lefties
1: i thought about the lefties jock peterson someone on twitter is angry that brandon belt was not on the list yeah yeah i get it i i just hate brandon belt i know you do we all do i would be surprised if the d-backs went left-handed with this it wouldn't be an outrageous decision i mean their lineup is kind of stacked with righties at this point but I I would be fairly surprised if they went if they went lefty. Well, one way we can help out is with
0: our Arizona Lottery scratcher tickets. I mean, I don't f- I don't feel like I should have to contribute my winnings uh, to the Diamondbacks, but if it means getting JD Martinez, I happily will. Jesse, I happily will because we're going to take a look into the future. We're going to take a look into the snow globe to see what the Diamondbacks might be cooking as far as starting pitching candidates. But of course, right now is your time to go get some Arizona lottery holiday scratchers from Arizona lottery. Make it, uh, it's, they make great last minute shopping, uh, gifts. They make great stocking stuffers. Jesse, uh, the procrastinator over here. I know he is going to get some on his way, uh, over to my house when we sell or wherever we're going to Texas roadhouse, I think is where we're going to have our, Arizona PHNX Diamondbacks uh Christmas party. But uh he'll <laughs> stop on the way and get some scratchers. You can too, uh, whatever party you're going to. If you don't have a gift, scratchers start at just one dollar and can top out at half a million. So make sure to pick up some holiday scratchers right now. You can get them to anybody, whether they were naughty or nice on your list. But remember, half a million dollars. Might just want to give one to the nice ones on your list. Go out and buy your holiday scratchers today. Find a retailer like our friends at Circle K near you at ArizonaLottery.com. Must be 21 years or older to play. And now I'm going to go ahead and uh, scratch this while Jesse tells you about if the Diamondbacks went out and traded for... Dylan sees. Yeah,
1: not? it's why it's, not? It's, abs- no? it's going to happen, Derek. It's going to happen. Everyone knows it. Uh, no. Will the Diamondbacks actually make a move for a top tier starting pitcher at this point? Seems unlikely. They already got their guy in Eduardo Rodriguez. It feels like they were already shooting pretty high when when they landed him. And but I want to be greedy. Yeah, I want more. but I want more. But the Diamondbacks have yet to make a trade where they really expended any kind of serious assets. Right. Mm-hmm. Eugenio Suarez. That deal, you know, it just took Sebi Zavala and Carlos Vargas. D-backs have not traded from the top of their farm system. Presumably, they do have the assets, if they wanted to, to make a run out of Dylan Cease, out of Corbin Burns, um, you know, out of Shane Bieber, guy who would probably cost a little bit less. Um, and Mike Hazen has talked about wanting to continue to add to, to pitching, to starting pitching. I don't see that as being likely. I don't see that as their top priority. What we were just talking about with this right-handed DH stuff. Well, I think it this almost is can't be taking precedent. But if, if they yes. if they
0: do, I mean they they have other needs, and like starting pitching is actually something that they technically have enough of right now, right? It would be nice to continue to upgrade and get better at starting pitching, right? But they don't
1: need that as much as literally being in need of a dh literally need being a dh need.
0: yes they need a backup catcher
1: yeah they, they absolutely those are things that they need more than they need a starting pitcher this would be a get greedy like let's you know try oh, to take greedy. down the dodgers sort let's of a you know it would be the d-backs really trying to push in the chips on these next couple of seasons and, uh, you know, we've talked about the merits of doing that. When you only have Zach Gallen and Merrill Kelly under team control for a couple more seasons, there is something to be said for trying to go a little crazy here. Two
0: timelines. you got to have two timelines. you got to have that shorter timeline, and then you have the yeah. longer timeline of how are you going to keep those 23-year-olds here happy and getting better every season and, and helping them win in the long term once you potentially do lose your ace or your ace is. Uh, due to due to free agency. Are you done? I'm not done yet I'm taking no? my time with this one because I'm getting I want to see I got a couple of uh, spots a couple of things are cooking here uh, about halfway through here But we can go ahead and talk about uh, who you want to give up for Dylan C so that everybody can get mad at you and not me
1: Well, I do want to go back real quick to the the Jock Peterson concept because oh, no, I don't want I'm do that realizing either. that if we had had Jock Peterson on this list He probably would have wound up in the same tier as Tommy Pham and that just would have been <laughs> hilarious and amazing. Uh, so that was a, a serious missed opportunity <laughs> on our part to not have their two faces right next to each other. But uh, uh, yeah, and you guys
0: say I'm the troublemaker. He's the real trouble troublemaker around here. Keep working, Derek. Sorry. Oh my gosh. God, you're like, right, you're like God, the right. kid. He
1: like keeps talking sorry, when he finishes. Sorry. Food or yeah, something. It's, it's uh, a lot of concentration going on when scratching. <laughs> uh but yeah, I, I think as far as a starting pitcher is concerned, it's it's certainly not something that the Diamondbacks absolutely need, but it is something that theoretically they would have the assets to do it if they wanted to. And I imagine that, you know, the money that you would take back in a Dylan Cs trade and a Corbin Burns trade, that certainly would butt into what you're able to do in other areas. Maybe that makes it so that you'd have to, uh, you know, you'd have to compromise a little bit as far as adding that, that other right-handed bat. Maybe you have to, you know, you have to be more in that C or D tier range rather than near the top of the list if you were to make one of these moves. But I think it's just something worth mentioning. I don't expect the D-backs to do something like this especially like the Dylan Cease, Corbin Burns variety. That just seems a little unrealistic, but you know, we, we've seen uh, Mike Hazen time and time again, uh, acquire starting pitchers that have a lot of control, the Luke Weaver thing, the Zach Gallen thing, of course. And you can just sort of never count Mike Hazen out from doing something like that. He, he really likes to add starting pitchers that are controllable. If he has an opportunity and I doubt that he will, but it's not something that is impossible.
0: Jack's trying to have a real a real wild clubhouse. He said maybe they should sign both to platoon at DH, meaning Tommy Pham and
1: Jock <laughs> Peterson,
0: just to bring them both in the same clubhouse. Yes, I want to be a part of that fantasy football league for sure. But
1: um, they're platoon partners. That's <laughs> that's amazing.
0: I mean, Dylan Dylan Cease obviously is is an incredible pitcher and and kind of the talk of the trade world a bit. It feels like there's the free agents there's the big big money pitchers out there but then you also have Dylan Cease that constantly is kind of in the mix uh when you look at his 2023 stats they weren't they, they don't jump off the page at being this guy that everybody should be interested am I am I wrong about that
1: no i mean yeah 4 5 ADRA there's nothing all that attractive about that uh mm-hmm. when you first see it but yeah it's because of the swing and miss i mean he had a he had a fip it's in tough. the he had a fip in the 37s um, you know, a t- strikeout rate of 27.3% is really high for a starting pitcher. I think there's a belief here that Dylan Cease is better than these numbers show, and we've certainly seen him be significantly better. Um, and then there's in, that mustache, Jesse. And then there's the mustache. Oh and God. that, more than anything oh, else, oh. is the best argument for
2: the Diamondbacks yeah. to acquire Dylan Cease. So. He, he,
0: his mustache is why I have a mustache, kind of.
2: I'd give up an extra trade prospect for the because, of the because of the mustache. Because of the mustache, yeah. yeah.
0: Going to take too much to get him? Do the Diamondbacks have enough assets to get a guy like Dylan Cease?
1: Uh, Yes, but, I mean... (laughs) It's going to cost too much. But the Yeah, I mean, the D-backs have a lot of tremendously valuable trade assets. Do they have assets that people will actually be willing to give up? Uh, That's another question, and I suspect the answer is no. You're not trading Brandon Fott in this deal. You're not trading you know, any of the Diamondbacks' young kind of cornerstone pieces. Those guys are out of the question. Uh, Alec Thomas, I guess, you know, maybe someone that the White Sox would would be interested in on on some level. But, yeah, we've talked about Dylan Cease before as a trade candidate going back to the trade deadline, and it was never super clear to me exactly what the fit was here. If the D-backs don't trade Jordan Lawler, it's a little hard to see it happening, and I don't think they would trade Jordan Lawler for Dylan Cease. So, yeah, these top-tier guys in the market, it seems like the cost is, is just going to be too high.
0: Well, there are some other candidates, and they might not cost as much, just... Well, maybe. I don't know.
1: They're, Dylan Cease th- is two years of control. That's the biggest yeah. thing, is the years of control. Corbin Burns is just one.
0: And Corbin Burns, of course, is Corbin Burns. If the Diamondbacks truly all are all-in on next year, Corbin Bur- trading for Corbin Burns feels... Like the move. I mean, that it really just does because Corbin Burns, honestly, it makes this the best starting rotation in baseball. Does it not make it the best starting rotation in baseball? Am I crazy to if say that? If they got
1: Corbin Burns? If they added Corbin Burns
0: to Eduardo Rodriguez, Zach Gallen, Merrill Kelly, Brandon Fott, those five from start to from fucking one to five, find me a better rotation in baseball.
2: Am I wrong? Am I crazy? It would easily be the best in baseball, I'd argue. The
1: Mariners. Luis uh, Castillo, George Kirby, Logan Gilbert, uh, Brian Rue, right. Bryce That's Miller. That's really good. That's and they really got, good. they're getting Robbie Ray back at some point. Yeah, they are. Tommy John get, surgery. Yeah,
0: if, and if he is what he was for Toronto, yeah. my God.
1: It'd be close, though. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I think there's maybe a debate to be had there. Sure. yeah and that's why you would do something like this i mean you would be like all right we're not just satisfied having a solid rotation where it works and we have more depth and we feel better we want to have like the freaking best rotation in baseball or like close to it right that's it. that's what this move would be and i yes i do feel skeptical that the diamondbacks feel the need to do that right now but you know i mean there's something to be said for for Going crazy after you're in the World Series and you're trying to you're trying to do the thing again, knowing that Zach Gallen and Merrill Kelly might not be here for all that long.
0: So let's take a look. Uh did we I'm um, I'm 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 behind here. Let's take a look at Corbin Burns. Yeah, stats we haven't here. actually showed the numbers. Uh 3.39 ERA in 2023, 25.4% strikeout rate, 8.4% walk, a 1.07 whip. Um just incredible numbers. 3.4 uh wins above replacement. And, I mean, again, just a guy that has been an absolute killer. This is a man that was very unhappy with the organization he was with, and he still went out there and did that for that team in 2023. I don't want to say he's a professional. I don't want to say that had any impact on it, right? But he went out there, and in the face of all of his feelings about arbitration and everything he went through with the Brewers, that man still went out there and performed at, at, at an elite level and was one, one of the best pitchers in the game last year. So all I'm saying is imagine what those numbers look like when he's happy in Arizona. There you go. With working with Brent Strom chilling with he Zach does, Allen. He doesn't
1: have to face Corbin Carroll again in, yeah. the, in the wild card series, yeah. right? Yeah, that's nobody <laughs> wants to do that. Nobody wants to do that. This uh, is like almost a down season for for yeah, Corbin Burns, frankly. That's true. Um, I mean, yeah, 3 3 ERA obviously really good, but he's been doing sub threes for, you know, several years in a row prior to this, so he got off to a bit of a slow start, and at the end of the season, you look up, and yeah, Corbin Burns has 200 strikeouts and almost 200 innings, and um, yeah, there's only one season of control here, so you'd think the price would be maybe a little bit lower than than Dylan Cease. Sure. It sounds like the Brewers are increasingly inclined to just hold on to Corbin Burns, maybe revisit this at the trade deadline. Um, but yeah, he's a name that's out there.
0: Another name that's out there that could also make the Diamondbacks' starting rotation very, very good and, and arguably one of the best in baseball is Shane Bieber. Shane Bieber had uh again, he didn't didn't pitch as much uh, as some of these other guys in 2023, but still had himself a, a pretty good year last year. 3.80 ERA, uh two 20.1 per, uh strikeout rate, 6.4% walk rate, 1.23 whip, and 2.1 uh wins above replacement. Shane Bieber, again, what which of these guys do you think actually could be? Not, not a, not, we're, we know there, this is stretching for all three guys. Which of these guys could actually be reasonable as far as the trade assets and the cost that it's going
1: to take to get them? Bieber is definitely the most realistic. Yeah. And the Guardians are kind of a quirky team to trade with because I don't know. I feel like the Guardians, like, they're like, yeah, give us your second baseman who, like has you know is like a utility guy who can play different positions but has never really hit much you know like he like are they're you saying just
0: Paven smith are you, are you saying Paven smith could be involved in this
1: deal i i don't know if Paven smith oh, would be the centerpiece man. of the shane beaver trade but you know what would
0: be awesome is if they added him to the trade and then removed him like the way that they did during the playoffs, every time they burned him as a pinch hitter. That would be incredible. Uh,
1: (laughs) That'd be very sad. But uh, (laughs) yeah, there's, there's again, just one, one season of control here with Shane Bieber. Uh, As someone said in the comments, the stuff is, is down for sure. He doesn't throw 94 anymore. He's more of a low nineties guy. He's not a Cy Young caliber pitcher at this stage, but could he be a solid addition to the rotation in 2024? And push you know push some of those younger starters down yeah you, you figure you're still gonna see Tommy Henry you're still gonna see Ryan Nelson the d even if they got another starting pitcher would still have to use those guys you can't get through a full season with just five starting pitchers so it's it'd true. be it'd be just kind of a, a depth play and you could you know I think it would make some sense for them I imagine the Guardians are asking a pretty high price on on Bieber just given the name credibility there and that you know his history is being a very very good starter in this league but he's only 28 years old and and he could certainly make some sense.
0: Well, I wish we could go on BetMGM right now and bet on which of these guys the Diamondbacks are going to get. I would wonder. I would love to see the odds I'd on be that. But hesitant to bet on, yeah, <laughs> on Cease or any of those guys. There are better
1: like, things to put your money on. There definitely than the are like, getting one of those starting, like JD Martinez,
0: <laughs> like JD Martinez. But of course, there are lots of great options over at the BetMGM sportsbook app. And right now, you can sign up uh, as a new customer and deposit at least ten dollars into your sportsbook account using our code of PHNX. Place your first wager, and if you your wager loses, you will get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If it does lose, your bonus bets will be available once your initial wager is settled. But all you got to do is sign up for BetMGM today and use that bonus code of PHNX. Place your first BetMGM sportsbook wager through the mobile application of at least $10. If that bet loses, your bonus bets will be available once your initial wager is settled. Check out the show notes for full details. And now listen to Shane Diefenbach, not Bieber, talk about the disclaimer.
1: Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call eight seven seven eight 8 hope Y or text HOPE-N-Y-467-369-NEW-YORK. Call one 327 5050 Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. one 800 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario.
0: Ontario. Well, of course, uh, if you don't want to travel all the way to Ontario for a vacation, a great way uh, to have a staycation is here in town at Gila River Resorts and Casinos because nobody does it better. They offer an authentic and immersive experience when it comes to entertainment, when it comes to enjoying yourself, when it comes to fine dining and gaming. They got you covered. They have an unprecedented level of entertainment and excitement that you won't find anywhere else here in the Valley. And, of course, their state-of-the-art gaming floor has it all with over 800 slot machines, 15 blackjack tables, and live table games, not to mention Arizona's largest sports book uh, it, it, here in the Valley. Now, I, I Jesse, I got to admit, I'm a big live gaming person, right? Yes. And that's not something that you used to be able to find here in the Valley so much. It just, I don't know, it just feels... When when I when when it's when it's real dice rolling on a table, I feel differently about it than video dice. You know, it's just my paranoia. I can't trust computers um, unless they're robot umps. But I will tell you this: <laughs> slot machines are always incredible. It's a great way. Uh, I am a big, uh, of course, uh, Lotus Land guy myself. So make sure to head to Gila Rivers and Casinos and check out all the great gaming that they have. All of the wonderful uh, options they have for dining and so much more. Let them show you what next level is all about. You do you at Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Visit play at gila.com for more details. Our very own Zach Gallon wrote a pretty incredible article for Players' uh, Tribune, giving you a little bit of a run for your money. Yeah, Not being the best writer in the clubhouse any longer. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> um, but... The, I
1: do I mean they've got the player's tribune they're not just the players aren't writing all these words Derek <laughs> there's an ed, there's an editing process listen here Listen to you listen to you you monster I'm just, he's in, like I'm just this insecure, was ghostwritten by just somebody insecurity. I know you know a these, major league starting uh, pitcher could all could be you know a much better writer than me but uh, yeah this is a very a very very cool story at the yeah. player's tribune It absolutely is he he talked about the Diamondbacks' postseason
0: run um, and he said his favorite part of the run was seeing fans get behind this team and there, there's something about that that makes me a little emotional because like i think Christian Walker addressed it a couple of times and there was some kind of there was some negative feedback in regards to it or whatever like it's kind of a weird attitude where here in the valley towards the diamondbacks there's almost the like well win and we'll support you kind of you know attitude towards this team yeah, right. whereas when you play for other franchises in baseball there is just an undying love of you. Yeah, there's a more good a or more bad. More yeah. yeah, through the through the good times, through the bad times, all of that, right? But, like, I, I, I would have to say that I, I can understand because based on his time here in the Valley, this was probably the most support that this team has ever seen. I think it does go beyond the winning, though. I think it goes into this year's team had guys that people were truly fans of. We started to love these players on this team. And Zach Gallon is one of those guys, right? But it also goes yeah. on to Corbin Carroll, Alec Thomas, Jerry P, you know, Gabby, all these guys. Tommy Pham, the amount of jumping I did for Paul Seawald every time <laughs> Ryan Thompson came out, just going crazy for tea time. You know, like there was just things about this team that I felt like this year's squad was different from even successful teams in the past for the Arizona Diamondbacks. It's young guys. It's guys that are going to be here for a while. And uh, I just, I, I feel like the, the support for this team did shift and it goes beyond just the fact that they made the run that they did.
1: Yeah, this is how the story started. I just have to read this because it, it really is so good. Zach said there were a lot of cool things about the 2023 Arizona Diamondbacks run to the World Series, but I have a pretty strong opinion on what was the coolest. It wasn't taking care of business in Milwaukee. It wasn't coming back from 0-2 against the Phillies and winning game seven at their place. It wasn't Marte barreling up everything he saw or four home runs in one inning. Honestly, it wasn't even sweeping the Dodgers. Those things were all amazing. Don't get me wrong. If you ask me, the best thing about this run was the pure joy our fans got to experience, the looks on everyone's faces, the energy around the city, the roar that we'd hear at Chase when we were stringing hits together or when Mert or Fott or Ginkle needed to make a big pitch. It was unlike anything I've ever experienced and it made me so proud to be a part of this organization, this city, this community. I won't forget it as long as I live.
2: Sign the contract right now. (laughs) Right, right now.
1: I know that's what everyone is thinking. Like, I'll draw why?
2: I'll draw it up. I didn't
0: win on this card, but you can have this quarter. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I will give you anything I have for this man. Jesse, He went on to say we didn't win it all, obviously, and I hate that, but what we did do was still pretty fucking sick and it really felt like we did it together. Yeah. And man, if that doesn't get you choked up about this team, I don't know what will, right? Like, he this is this is a guy who honestly is like one of the more cerebral people in the in the clubhouse and at the same time also one of the most laid back right like so for his emotions to come out like this and for him to say that for you know seeing that reaction was his favorite part like that's amazing you know what i mean that's that's an amazing feeling and you know obviously we know the contract stuff is what it is we know that the outlook on that isn't great but um it, it, you, you get the feeling that this city and this team means something more to Zach Gallon, and that yeah. that should be something that this front office is pursuing and trying to keep here for, for the long term. 100%. And there's no doubt about that. Obviously, I'm just preaching
1: to the choir here, but the way the story ended, Jesse, tear, tear, tear. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty good stuff at the end, too. Uh, I guess I'll just read it again. Zach said, before this year ever ever, I can speak, I promise. (laughs) This is what I do for a living, apparently. Before this year, ever since I arrived in 2019, there hasn't been much for people to cheer about, and that's on us. We didn't play up to our potential, and our fans weren't happy about it, rightfully so. I wouldn't have been happy either as a fan, but that was a different time, and we're never going back to it. It's a whole new era of D-backs baseball as far as I'm concerned. I can't wait to see where things go next. See you all in March give me a brick wall I need a, I,
0: need a, I need a brick wall
1: right now Damon. find me a brick wall oh my god I think it, I mean if you're a fan of this team and you didn't have like a deep emotional reaction to reading this story I, I don't really know what to tell you I mean this is everything that you know if you're a Diamondbacks fan this is everything that you want to see out of like your frontline starting pitcher except one thing what are we missing Jesse when he said d baseball Used an apostrophe that's, uh, you know what? I wasn't going to go there, Derek, but if we have to, <laughs> <No hyphen, Zach?
0: laughs> let's talk to your editor, pal. We got to talk about proper, uh, proper, what is it? That's
1: on the, Tribune. Yeah, that, All right. is on the players to be there. That's their job. We know that Zach wouldn't have made it a, a mistake that egregious. Absolutely. Um, absolutely not. But yeah, he also in this story, he definitely plays into the narrative of the D-backs being the underdog. And, you know, he talks about looking at Tori Lovello during the Dodgers series and, you know, saying, hey, we, you know, these people don't think we belong here. And Tori agreeing with it and being like, yeah, they don't think we belong here. And just the satisfaction of time and time again, just being able to <laughs> overcome those expectations that people had. This team it's clear that the diamondbacks as a team embrace that and clearly zach allen was was right at the center of that You know embracing those narratives throughout the postseason and taking the diamondbacks much farther than they were expected to go So what kind of fan energy are we bringing next year? I mean you have to think like We we've seen this in the past where when the diamondbacks make the postseason it feels like the the next year is is really when you feel it, where there's just a there's a different energy from opening day as the season gets going, and I have to expect that that's what will happen in 2024. Like on opening day, I I think Chase Field is probably going to be rocking a little bit more than. It has been in in years past. Yeah. The D-backs are going to be putting up a an NL pennant banner, right? Like you have to you have to think no. that people are going to rally around this team in a way that they haven't before. And Zach Allen is certainly counting on that and hoping for that and. Uh, I think, I think fans will probably deliver, you know, it might not still be the crowds. You see it at other stadiums around the league. I don't think the D backs are going to be selling out every night or anything, but it should be noticeably better than what we've seen in years past. A big
0: help. Connor, Connor and me are like this. I was just going to say a big help to that is $300 season tickets. That $299 ballpark pass is a reflection of this team trying to get more people out to watch it. Not trying to make money off of the fans, which is something that, and rightfully so, some fans have accused the Phoenix Suns of doing ever since they became successful. Ever since they made their finals appearance and have become a team that now has been making the playoffs regularly. Ticket prices on average at the Suns game are, are higher than league average. They are one of, one of the higher end now, and they've continued to go up over the last few years. Meanwhile, the Diamondbacks are con- continue to be the best value in baseball, and they have done so on the back of a season where they had tremendous success. So I think that shows that they, they want us as fans out there. They want people in that building, yeah. and they don't care if it's only only going to cost essentially $2.50 per game or whatever for you to go to a baseball game they want you out there they want you rooting for this team and of course there are benefits still to you know the franchise of us eating and parking and doing all of that other stuff that we spend money on when we're there but to get people in the door to get fans out there watching this team I think is a great move a great move by this team and again this is the kind of feeling that the fan support creates in a player It's hard to remember that because we think that it's all about dollars and cents with them. We think it's all about kind of like being like, you know, uh, guns for hire and and going whoever has the, the most money. But people want to be, they want to play for a franchise. They want to play for an organization that has tremendous fans and tremendous fan support. And I love the fact that Zachary is admitting that this organization at times isn't the 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 type of organization you should be happy with in in the past, right? But sure, I, I think that the the fact of the matter is is there's been times in the past where the team could have spent money like they did this off season and still not have been any closer to the goal of being a successful team because they just had still too much to build on. This year's team was so close, so for them to go out and make the changes, the upgrades that they have this off season really shows that they are trying to jump on you know, the success that they had last year and and make things happen this year. I love that tweet that shows the Diamondbacks right now are the third highest spender in Major League Baseball this offseason. Yeah. I, I can't get enough of that. And that's something that we should all remember when it comes to supporting uh, Zach Gallen and his teammates in 2024.
1: 65 days until spring training starts, Derek. Let's go. That's still the first game. Pitchers and catchers is even less than that. I don't uh, know the exact date. February 14th, 15th, Valentine's Day. We're less than two months away from pitchers and catchers reporting. So. Yeah, it's amazing how short the offseason is when you when you go as far as the Diamondbacks went.
0: I booked myself a cruise right for right at the end, right uh. there, Jesse, just because I know that's the end of my my social life is like three months long, and then it goes <laughs> away. But uh, I'm gonna have fun in the meantime. But we thank you guys, of course, uh, for checking us out, and of course, we implore you to check out our friends at Circle K whenever you need uh, to fill up. Uh, When you need something in your tank or you need something in the gas tank, make sure to stop by Circle K. Right now, you can save $0.25 per gallon on your first five fill-ups if you join the Circle K Inner Circle Rewards Program, which you can do so for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for details. Uh, But, like I said, you'll get that 25 cents per gallon off your first five Phillips, which is very helpful during this time of the year. You also have, uh, you'll save three cents per gallon every day after that. And right now, they have their 31 days of Circle K in the Inner Circle app where you can win free snacks, drinks, free prizes, and there's also weekly entries into a grand prize. So, don't miss out on that opportunity and get get yourself some cheap gas right now. Also, uh, when it comes to This time of the year, I've talked a bit about how stressful it could be. Uh, Sports teams can stress you out, like the Suns are stressing us all out right now. Uh, Or they could just make you sad the way the Cardinals makes us sad. But right now, picture this. It's you on the couch, your favorite sports team on the TV, a big bag of OGs in your hands. And, of course, that's a winning combination, win or lose, right? So with a variety of bold flavors, OGs, gummies are a slam dunk for your taste buds. Plus, you can customize your experience based on the desired effect, strength, taste uh whether you're looking for a sleep edition gummy happy balance they have all sorts of combinations that will help you enjoy uh whatever event or maybe get away from some stressful events uh at the end but right now uh, i will recommend my favorite is the uh pegs rso uh their raspberry and orange their rick simpson oil they are extremely effective and you should definitely check them out at a dispensary near you. To learn more about OG's gummies and where you can find them, head on over to ogsbrands.com. Well, uh, Andrew McCutcheon off the list. We got some more guys coming <laughs> off the list. Diamondbacks don't have a lot of time to find their DH. So hopefully uh, we get an announcement. They signed JD Martinez very soon so I can
1: just lose my shit. But what are we going to tier rank next, Eric? That was um, kind of fun. I feel like I feel like we need to make catchers. this in every show. Yeah. <laughs> okay, there we go. Yeah. Yes.
0: Semi <laughs> Zavala, come back. Anyway, uh, we thank you guys, of course, for stopping by. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. Mitch
2: Garver S tier backup Garver catcher. S tier backup <laughs> catcher. Yes,
0: I'll agree to that. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at cap underscore caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse N. Friedman. The people's producer Damon is at Damon Dog. That's D-A-W-G. We are Damon's Dogs. Bark Bark. 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 Of course, you can follow our show at PHNX underscore dbacks, but all roads do lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We appreciate you guys stopping by. We thank you so much for your time. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you rank Mitch Garver appropriately.